Hi, this is Norm Duke. You're listening to Above180.com with Tim Bird and Joey Serrar. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowlers Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us today is Lee and Lee is a Brunswick staff member and with his wife Krista own the Bowlers X Pro Shop. Lee, talk about what makes the Bowlers X Pro Shop different than any other online pro shop. I know there's a lot of people that try to sell bowling balls online. What makes you guys different and how do you guys try to put your special unique touch on this? Well, I mean what we do is we we offer first of all we offer free shipping on every product that we sell. Um, it could be the smallest item we have to the largest, doesn't matter. So we don't set a minimum on that. And, uh, and I know there are some other companies that are doing similar things, but I think that's very important and that, that really helps uh, set us apart. Uh, another thing is if you if you call in, if there's a problem, a uh, question, you're going to get most likely myself. And you're getting, uh, I'm the person that's doing a lot of the order taking, I'm also going to answer your questions. You're going to get an answer from me. If you need help picking a ball out, um, I can help you with that. Ball selection. Um, if you have a, a problem with an order, a shipment, I can take care of that for you. So um, I think that's very important. Uh, Talk about being a pro shop operator. Uh, you went from having a shop inside of a bowling center here, uh, and you made that venture into the online uh, side of things. Uh, has it been? Have there been any surprises? Anything that just really has made you say, "Wow, I didn't expect this," or "This has taken off better than I expected," or that sort of uh, sort of thing? Your initial reaction? <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's a lot of work going online. A lot of work setting up, developing a website, um, making it encompass all the products that are available. Um, it takes a lot of work, and it slowly pays off. You know, it, it's. It's getting better every day, and um, but you know we put a lot into it. it. We put a lot. It's not easy. It's not something you just whip together and and make happen. It's we put a lot of time and effort into it. So that's that's all I can say. That's it's it's just not easy to do it. But but it's it's rewarding. I'm glad we're doing it. I think I think you have to. I really do. I believe you have to go that route. Um, let's face it. I mean a lot of people are buying more and more people shop online. I mean, they don't. A lot of people don't want to leave, even leave their house to go shopping. It's convenient. Um, you can see uh, the whole product line right in front of you. It's convenient. Sitting in front there, you can be uh, having your dinner, whatever you're doing. And that's the way people like to shop. So I think uh, it's very important nowadays. And and, and the prices are, are very competitive. And it, that makes it t- hard, too. I mean, we all know what's happened in, in not just the bowling industry, but all, all products. I mean, the Internet has changed everything. So I, I believe you need to join and, and be part of it. It's something that it's way it's the way the future's heading, and that's that's where you have to be. Well, Lee, you guys are also you're running some really great promotions for people. Why don't you take a little bit to talk about that and where people can go and how they can sign up? Um, you can go to our website first of all. It's www.bowlerx.com, and we are currently running a promotion um, through December. You can sign up, and we are going to give away $750 Brunswick Arsenal. 
Uh, you'll have your choice of either four bowling balls and a four ball roller. The four bowling balls being the two Nexus balls. Um, there'd be a uh, Ultimax and a uh, Lethal Revolver. Or you can uh, drop the four ball bag and you can actually get two more balls. You can get a Karma and a Slingshot as well. Whoever wins will be their choice. But there's uh, no purchase necessary. All you have to do is enter your name and your email address. It's that simple and, and, and you're in. So it's kind of a no-brainer really. So Lee, let me, uh, I got to ask you this. When you started out and decided you're going to become a, a bowling ball driller and, and become a pro shop operator, did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you would be selling balls to people halfway across the country and, and selling things online and that would be really where your business and your industry is going? Because one of the things that I see looking at this is the pro shop industry seems like there's a lot, it's going online, number one, but it's also, it's really it's something that you don't see a lot of young people getting into people in their 20s it's not something a lot of times it's something that is refreshing that it seems like it's kind of it's hard to get people involved in and get people excited about how is that changing how have you as a pro shop operator how has things changed for you when you first started out I think there are younger people getting involved in it I think maybe you're just not seeing them at maybe bowl expo or you know some of the seminars I go to I don't know if they don't find them that they're they're important enough to go to. I think maybe they just think differently, uh, or they're just not used to the way the um, the bowling industry kind of works, or how how it's worked over the years. Um, I think there's always been seminars, and you know, bowl expo has been going on for many years, but I don't think they were introduced to it, and they're not familiar with it. They get in, they're getting into the pro shop industry maybe just because they're you know whatever they they're maybe successful bowlers. Um, they have an interest in, in equipment and they decide to, you know, get a mill and, and start drilling some balls and, uh, and and I don't know if they really get involved in the industry. Um, just doing it out of uh, an interest in, in drilling balls and that's about it. And they don't go much further than that, I think. I think, I think there's plenty of younger people getting into it. I see them. I meet them. I meet those people. Um, but like you said, I see most of the people going to the seminars are are the guys that have been around longer, you know, and, uh, and and you can get a lot of valuable information from the seminars and uh, and Bowl Expo as well. I mean, you meet, you make a lot of contacts, and that's very important too. It's making contacts with other people. Um, it's invaluable, really, in that sense. That's what I I think is most important about it: is meeting other people in the industry. Okay. And then, um, other question is, when you first started the yes. shop, how did you? Where did you see the business going uh, well, 25 it, years ago, however long, you know, how long you've been doing things? I, f I focused in the beginning, I, I, I thought of it mostly as uh, local. I mean, I was thinking on a local level. Um, I've been bowling in this area for since I was about eight years old. So, and that's kind of how it happened for me, too. I mean, I have a love of the game of bowling. Um, and I just want to know, learn more about the game, and, and it just evolved from from the game itself to learning about the equipment, to learning about lane play and and, and ball motion, and, and I just took it from that. I want to know about drilling balls, so you know, that's how I got started in it. Um, and and I really wanted to focus on the local level when I started. And I didn't really think it didn't take me long, though. To be honest with you, it, didn't, it wasn't long until I thought, well, you know what. I want to start a website, but the website was probably more designed to be a local, uh, a benefit for the local community. Uh, I could show the, the equipment that I had available in the shop, specials, things like that. 
and I would say maybe a year or so after that is when I decided, you know what, we've got the website, why don't we offer the products across the country? There's no reason not to. And uh, the only difference is at that point is you have to look at what everyone else is doing out there and what can we offer? You know, how can we stand out in the crowd? Let's face it, you got a lot of choices online, so um, and we spent a lot of time thinking about that and that's how we came up with what we do today. Um, but I guess getting back to your original question, no, I guess when I first started I didn't really foresee that it would be, this is the way I was going to go and, and, and offer products across the country and, and even internationally. But uh, it's great, honestly. I, I love it. I, I spent a lot of time uh, trying to make it better than it is. You know, I spend countless hours every day in front of the computer. So, <laughs> uh, Lee, I also know you, you do some coaching too, you and your wife do a lot of coaching what is one thing when me and joey started the website above180.com it's we wanted to help bowlers get better uh joey found in his years at the pro shop that bowlers can get to about that 180 level with the way the conditions are these days uh, i don't want to say simple but you know fairly easy but they could get there um at from 180 to 200 though you kind of need to start practicing more you maybe need to get that that second or third bowling ball maybe start worrying about some layouts and really watching your ball down the lane so what's one thing that you see when you guys do some coaching here that bowlers uh, without painting a broad brush over every bowler what are the things that bowlers need to focus on uh, just to get better and, and continue to improve their game and take their game to that next level that's a that's a good question. I mean, there's so many different things. You, I think you you look at each in bowler individually. I mean, I don't know if there's one real thing that sticks out in my head. I look at each person that I'm coaching and 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 see what is probably how can I you make them more consistent in what they do. I don't think you need to mold them into a a different style, but there's, there's usually something that it's a consistency issue usually. Um, backing up to obviously as a pro shop operator I'm always checking I want to look at the fit of the ball too I mean that's really important a lot of people just have improper fits as well and again but that goes to consistency if you don't have a proper fit you can't be consistent the ball has to have to come off your hand cleanly no no grip pressure but um, well then talk about for bowlers it's hard because if you if you had a ball drilled incorrectly like you're saying yeah to know what the, the proper fit feels like. And then, I mean, the, the thing that I've gone to coaches, uh, great coaches all across you know the states, and the best ones that I've been to, that, that's the exact same thing. Before we even turned on the lanes, they said, let's look at your grip. Yeah. Um, but for a bowler, sometimes it's so hard because it, you get trained into doing something that's incorrect. So that's you know one thing I know, uh, squeezing the ball, and then, yeah. like you said, in, um, I'm sure you could probably say spares is something too that bowlers Sometimes. Yeah, um, Even. press the reset button, which shouldn't be allowed, in my opinion, for, for kids. Um, so uh, most, most tournaments are won on spare shooting. There's no question about that. I'm sure you've heard that before, but it's true. I mean, it usually comes down to a couple pins here and there, and it's it's usually spares. Exactly, making cuts. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, eleven pins here, eleven pins there adds up yep. uh, in a six game yep. six game and qualifying set. The scores are scoring paces are a lot higher a lot of times. You know, people are thinking about stringing strikes, and you know, a spare comes up, and maybe you're frustrated. You didn't carry that, you didn't carry that strike, but you might kind of lose your concentration, your focus, and and you throw away a, a valuable spare. So. Where do you see bowling in, in the, as we move forward here in the next 20 years? Um, 
in flux right now between the PBA being in flux and kind of going to some more online, as, as you said, with the, the industry is, is moving that way, more digital, PBA Extra Frame, a great product. Uh, going online this year, having some online-only tournaments. Um, where do you see bowling, though, moving forward? I mean, we have to, I mean, I, I walk in here, and uh, there's a full house of youth bowling. We got to keep them involved in this Absolutely. game. Um, yep. They got to. And where I see the disconnect is kids after youth bowling in that 18 to 20, 25 range. Unless they're the upper bowling and collegiate level, yep. they just forget about it. What, what can? Why can, we need to change that? How can we change that? That is a good question. I mean, I've had numerous conversations with with bowling friends of mine about, you know what bowling used to be like, what it's like now, you know, will it come back to, to what it was? I mean, I, years ago, I, I mean, I know when I started, you know, my, my father bowled, you know, and took me out bowling a couple times, and from there, joined the joined the league. One thing that is missing, at least in this area, and I know other areas of the country, is, you know, we don't even have, uh, we don't have high school bowling here. Um, so... I really, it would be great if the if the schools would get involved and, and have programs. I know they're cutting more and more programs as we as we speak. Even if it's on a small level, I don't know, some kind of club level, because obviously, then the parents get more involved as well. And if you, if the kids are bowling uh, in a school program, you know, the parents even take it more seriously, and and uh, and that's good. I mean, it needs to be taken more seriously. A lot of people think of it as just a hobby, and when you know, we the more people that bowl more often, we think of more of a sport, and it is a sport, and it's very difficult to master it. But you know, if they're not even going to offer it in school, who's who's taking it seriously around here after league? You know, the kids that are real good, sure. Um, like you said, the ones that have a little more the higher skill level right out of the gate, they tend to stay with it. They bowl a few tournaments and they get more involved in it. The other ones, like you said, they they drop off and maybe after. Maybe they go to college or something. Maybe later on in life, maybe they come back to it just to be with some friends and something to do at night. And maybe some of them will get more involved in it as they go. But like you said, there is that missing in between. How can we really keep the kids bowling afterwards? Um, I don't know if it's different league formats. Um, It's it's not that hard to keep the scratch bowlers around. I mean, they're going to bowl. They're going to be looking for, for leagues all the time. It's... How do you keep the people that are averaging like 130 to 180? Well, I, different league formats, different uh, maybe not a 32-week league. I know some places are starting to change that. You know, they're doing maybe 12-week leagues, shorter time periods. Uh, you know, I'm no expert on that on that part of it, but you know, maybe the centers need to look at different kind of formats. Um, I don't know what else really. They're just so it's changed so much. I mean. Everyone, obviously, everybody would bowl years ago, and it was much more of a social thing too. Now I see in leagues too, you see where um, it, I don't know if it's because of the internet, but you just don't see people socializing as much as they used to years ago as well. And and in bowling years ago, that's what it was part of. It was it was a night out, and you socialize with other people. Now it's like it's almost like people don't know how to socialize as much anymore, you know, and and, and they become more disconnected and 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 uh, you know when they're on the lanes. You find out, hey, you don't really. If you don't really interact with the people on the team or the other people in the league, it becomes kind of a dull night. If you're not having a good night of bowling, what fun is it really? 
How many know. people do you see have their iPad? Yeah, they're on, they're totally in another world. To music. Yeah. And, yeah. So you know you're not really taking full advantage of what's going on around you. You know, and I think that's part of it too. I really do. I don't. What, um, one of the things I heard from a high school perspective is making it, I agree with you, it needs to be brought into the high schools and introduced. Yeah. Um, bowling is the only sport uh, that you don't have to be six foot four, uh, extra tall for, you don't have to be a big bulky lineman for football, but you can still letter in it. You can let any shape, any size, you know, shorter, larger, taller, skinny. If you practice, you can, you can become a good bowler where I can't, become a, a basketball player right. in high school I can't, I'm not going to let her in basketball at five foot eight um, you know 100 pounds but bowling I could if I practice so that's where I think you're you're right it needs to be and and if that's the centers uh, getting together with the schools um, and part of it too is keep is uh, keeping kids off the street and getting kids into into doing things and and uh, doing stuff that helps them and enhances them because there's a lot of life lessons that can be taken from bowling as well. Yep, I, I agree. And well, another there is another issue too, and I know that's maybe bowling. I, I don't know if junior bowling needs to also look at different formats or different times to have junior bowling because I know sometimes parents they're busy running kids around all the time. All the kids are involved in whether it be football this time of year, um, soccer, and sometimes bowling falls off by the wayside too. These kids want to be involved in those sports because actually they're part of the high school curriculum you know they're in there it's a big school thing so they're going to take that over bowling you know and um maybe bowling shouldn't be saturday morning when when football's going you know or where they have soccer practice that's just maybe it needs to be structured differently well lee uh, sam I want to thank you for joining me today and uh, all the best thank you very much pleasure